The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. And so let's start the last word on sport with Gaelic football and we're into the final round of fixtures in Division 1 and Division 2 in the National Football League which we're going to talk about with Dick Clerken and Mark O'Shea but first we're going to start with Kieran Cunningham Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star because of what has been going on in his native Donegal this week Can you explain what the hell is going on? Well, um, I think it needs your full show that two and a half hours to try and even start explaining what's going on in the last while, and that, to be honest, because there's so many different strands to it. But it's important to give a bit of context to, like, people, might, some people might think Donegal have always been a fairly big county or a big county, and that's far from the case. And even if you go up to 2011, Donegal in their history had won one All-Ireland and five Ulster titles. And the, since 2011, they've matched that. They've won All Ireland and won five Ulster titles since then, and they've lost another five Ulster titles. So it's been a decade of unprecedented success for Donegal. And there, were, there are people there who want to leave a legacy and who want to build on that and ensure that it's not this boom-bust cycle that Donegal have usually been on throughout their history. And one of those is Carl Lacey who was head of the academy, who has left the position of fractious circumstances and 40 coaches have resigned in support of Carl Lacey and all sorts of allegations have been made about what's been going on. And you can't remove that. Like, like some people are saying that has nothing to do with what has happened. Paddy Carr, the manager who stepped down in charge of the senior team, who were effectively relegated with a game to go. And it's the first time, as far as I can remember, that a Division One manager has stepped down during the league since Mickey Whelan with Dublin in 1997. So it's a very unusual thing. But a lot of it is down to the personalities involved. Um, the personalities involved in the appointment of Paddy Carr, which was he was way down the peck in order. It took them 97 days to find a manager. Uh, you know, if you're being kind, he was sixth or seventh choice. And a lot of these people had also had personality clash with Carl Lacey. So it's a very tricky situation now, and the Coke Park are sending in people, their own people, to drink to the bottom of it. Okay, and didn't Paddy Carr have a very difficult situation to face, though, given that Michael Murphy, the probably the greatest player the county has ever had, had just retired, and the only remaining survivor of the 2020 All-Ireland win, uh, Paddy McBrearty, had suffered a serious hamstring injury and was out because of surgery. Yeah, and another retirement was uh, Neil McGee over the summer. I know Neil was going on, uh, getting on in age, and he'd been in the fringes the last couple of years, but he was a senior player, an All-Ireland winner. And Ryan McHugh has been injured all through the league as well. And a couple of players have been travelling. A lot of things to go against Paddy Carr. You know, he deserves sympathy for that. But there was a very messy situation that people might realise. Um, the, 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 the identity of the... the the people on the interview panel for the manager position, Tony Gold, was never made public. Never made public. And then uh, they didn't make public who was interviewed for the position either. And then it turned out the two of the people on the interview panel were actually then added, ended up on Paddy Carr's backroom team. And also there's been a position that uh, county board meetings in Donegal have been held in camera for the last couple of years. And there was a special committee meeting last night that was particularly heated, and that was held behind closed doors as well, even though there was a special request from the local media to be allowed to attend. 
Now, the official response after that meeting was a watery, vague statement that the board hoped fences can be mended with Lacey. But my understand that will only happen if a number of officers step down for the positions. But somebody like Lacey has to realise as well that you can't get a perfect county board. You know, but, uh, you know, you will always have to make do with people that you, some people that you, you will not be happy with. But there's also a problem within the GA is that Carl has spent a couple of terms, uh, spells working at the Arsenal's academy. I talked to people who worked with Carl Lacey, and they say, when you talk to what he was at, it's similar to what they say the Leinster rugby team at. Like, he's at top level, he's highly qualified, and you have county board people who put in a huge amount of effort and work and give it a lot of their time, but they are volunteers and they are amateurs, and they might necessarily be qualified. And a great rule came in the, in the GA that you could spend, fi- you know, a five-year rule so that you had to move on from the position to try and get fresh blood in. But what happened, has happened in a lot of counties is officers just move to a different position. So I'm looking at the list of County Donegal County Board officers, and I recognise names that were there 10, 20, 30 years ago. And that's not particularly healthy either. Dick Clerken, what do you make of what's going on in this other Ulster County? Oh, do I, do I want to get in trouble or not here, Matt? Listen, it doesn't read well. I've been sort of watching from the sidelines here. Um, and listen, I always think, you know, having been involved in some disputes at county and club level and got intimate knowledge of other places, these things are never black and white. You know, you will get, you know, and, and Kieran has painted a very black picture of the county board and all of the issues there and that has been the prevailing narrative. My experience, it's it never is as, as simple as that. The, the reality of the, of the root cause of the problems is somewhere closer to the middle. I'm not positioned to say where it is. These things don't just fall out of the sky. I think everybody in these situations have a responsibility to, as much as possible, you know, hold their counsel and, and be conscious of how their actions and words influence a bigger picture. And, you know, I I, I would question how some people have done like that, in, namely Jim McGuinness. I thought what he said last week in 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 terms of of, of the, the procedure that that the Kieran has just stated. But put Paddy Carr basically. Sorry, this is the procedure by which the manager was picked. Absolutely, and his involvement. And it's for someone who's such a personality and such an influence in Donegal football, he, he wouldn't have known what that was going to to do and the impact that was going to have. Sorry, just for people who aren't familiar, what did Jim McGuinness say? Well, he just outlined on a, on a podcast in terms of how he, he had been involved. He was on the part of the ticket with, with Rory Kavanagh and, and Tar Lacey. And when they didn't get it, nobody came back to ask him to get involved. And which is probably what happened. But, but it gives the impression that the narrative was, well, well Jim McGuinness was here and available to to work with Donegal football and they chose not to, to, to take him and potentially the what they took was a lesser. And I just felt that was very unfair on Paddy Carr who, who for all intentions, is a very genuine man, put himself forward for a job that... Yeah, and I think you have to respect that. And like, it was a difficult year for Donegal. It was going to be for whoever got it. Even if Jim McGuinness and that team got it, it was going to be a challenging year. And sometimes you have to just, you know, battle down, get through it, try and get the best out of it, and not have what you happen now, which is an awful, awful situation. Oh, okay, Mark O'Shea, what do you make of what's going on here? It's not good. I think it's toxic, Matt, uh, what's happening in Donegal at the moment. And to me, it appears the main problem is the county board, from what I can see. There's there's a huge disconnect, I think, between players and and the board. Uh, I agree with Kieran. I think Paddy Carr, and uh, you know, and, and I agree with Dick. You know, he, 
from what I'm hearing, Paddy Carr is a very good man, you know, a good, good, decent man. But from what I see, he hasn't been involved in football in recent times. I know he, he had success with, with all adding titles uh, at club level, you know, but, but at the moment, the game has changed even from when I was playing it, when Dick was playing it. But but for me, like it it it's, it seemed as though the, it was a kind of a himself and Aidan O'Rourke. It just seemed as though it was a like an arranged marriage putting the two of them together. Now again, as a manager, you know I've seen his interviews uh, even even like after beating Kerry in the opening round of the league, and it was clear he was emotional. And I was like, hold on a second, it's still only the first round of the National League here. Let's not be getting too carried away. And, and you know, you, you have to kind of, like, even when I was playing, you know, from a full-back line point of view, Matt, you'd get maybe 23, 24 possessions. The way the game has gone now, it's totally evolved. I saw Tom O'Sullivan against Darnay, he got 50 possessions. The ball goes back and forth. So you have to be up up, up with the game. Maybe maybe the, the, the players weren't happy. We saw something similar happening in Limerick where the players revolted and Ray Dempsey lost his job. So it, it's not good, but from what I'm hearing, and it's only hearsay, Matt, the county board maybe have a lot to answer for. Okay, just to finish, Kieran Cunningham, for you, who's going to be in charge of Donegal when they go into the championship in a few weeks' time? Uh, I would think Aidan O'Rourke with Paddy Bradley beside him, but uh, effectively people in Donegal have, have written this year off, and the hope is that they can get get, get the get things going again next year. But, you know, we often, it's funny, we often talk about player power, you know, and there's three players being named as having uh, uh, approached Paddy Carr and told him that the players had lost confidence. But ex-players have power too, and they have influence too. And it's very significant that a lot of ex-players in Donegal from different generations have come out fully and bat Carr Lacey. And I agree with Dick that things are often not black and white. But in, in Donegal, I think the situation, the county board are far more explaining to do than what has been painted as another side. And, you know, what Carl Lacey and the supporters are going for them is detail. Plenty of stuff has come into the public eye about meetings with officials, about budgets, about plans that were made and agreed. There are dates, there are records, there is evidence. On the other side, there's been rumour and speculation and not much other than smoke and mirrors in some cases. Okay, Kieran Cunningham, I'll let you go, Chief Sports Writer of the Irish Daily Mail. Thank you for being with us. We've lots of other football to talk about with Mark and Dick. And I suppose the standout game, Mark, is Galway against Kerry, the repeat of the All-Ireland final, with Galway standing on the threshold of getting into the National Football League final if they were to win or draw against Kerry. Kerry could still end up in the final themselves. Greater need for Galway, or is it? Do Galway actually really need a National Football League final just weeks before the college championship starts? Yeah, it's a funny one, Matt. Um, you know, it's very close to the start of the championship, and you know, I still think, I still think that Barry Joyce will will look at this game and and really want to go after this game and maybe call it what you want, call it maybe getting revenge for last year's All Ireland final, or maybe even more importantly, getting to a National League final and winning a National League final. And I think for the team that he's got and the team that he's building, I think this is the next step. So I think that Galway are really going to go after this game. Um, you know, if you look at if you look at last year and you look at the All-Ireland final, now I've made, uh, you know, a, a point before that Kerry were very fortunate going into the maybe 65, 66 minute in that game where we got a fairly controversial free just under the hill 16 that David Clifford converted that could have been a free out just as easily now 
for me though, going down the stretch there in that game, Kerry were able to call for the services of the likes of Adrian Spillane, who, you know, huge influence when he came on. Now, I, I don't think that Galway had the same players available. Now they have uh, introduced Ian Burke back into the league. They've introduced Peter Cook. To me, this Galway team looks a lot sturdier. Um, obviously, Matthew Tierney has continued on his performances from last year. Paul Conroy, Rob Finnerty came off the bench. It was outstanding again the last day. So I think Parik has gone about his business very, very well. He'll obviously look over the border. He'll see that Mayo have progressed as well. So I think the next step now is is a National League final. And I think, you know, Galway are really going to go after this game because Kerry haven't been performing all that well, it has to be said. You know, you look at you look at the likes of Shawnee O'Shea, he's yet to discover his form from last year, but that will come because, in fairness, he's a class act. You know, midfield has been an issue. Diarmuid O'Connor, thankfully, is back now playing again. And it's great to see Gavin White back. But, you know, slowly but surely, Kerry are getting their players back. But I think they've struggled with the with the 15 players behind the ball. Maybe pitches haven't been as as, as solid as they, they will be in the next few months. But Kerry has struggled, you know, and um, Roscommon, they, they got over Roscommon. But by and large, it was a poor performance by Kerry uh, and only David Clifford's goal, uh, the difference between the two teams. So for me, I think, and the other thing I'll say, Matt, is the home teams, with the exception of last weekend, of course, with Armagh. The home teams have been, you know, very prominent in the league so far this year and have had the advantage. Um, I'd, I'd be going for Galway. I'm not being okay, a huge carry no, I, I, I can understand your reasoning. Dick, I just want to ask you about Galway because they have been able to introduce new players and they've done it when Shane Walsh has only been available for a game and a half. They haven't had Damian Comer yet this season, although he might be in the 26 against Kerry. Do you think Galway need a National League title to show progress? I, I think any team, depending on where they're at, you, you look ahead for milestones and, and, and boxes they want to tick in terms of progression, right? Like Galway, they don't want to be Kerry. Like, you know, you want to be in a situation that when you're playing against the good teams, the Dublin's, the Kerry's, the Trones of this world, you're facing them down and you're beating them. And they'll want to do that. That'll be a box to tick for... Um, Park Joyce, you know, to continue doing that and get to Croke Park, you know, win a national title. People are talking down the National League this year. I said, look, players can play maybe for a five to ten year period these days and might look back and might not have a medal account. I said, a National League medal, this moment in time, is still a significant medal for any player and Galway have an opportunity to go and win that. They've an added advantage. They've a bit of a gap between the National League final if they get there and the first round in the, their first round in, in, in Connacht. So they shouldn't worry about the, 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 the scheduling that other counties have at the minute. So they'll actually probably relish a run out in Croker and an opportunity to win a national day. So I'd say absolutely Galway are, are going home for both okay. this weekend and the final after. And, and why wouldn't it be? Okay, Mark, we have thrown have an outside chance, probably a slim enough one of qualifying for the league final. They're at home for an Armagh team and the news today that Rian O'Neill has damaged his quad and is not only going to miss this game, is going to miss the Ulster Championship. That must be very bad news for Armagh. Oh, that's a disaster, uh, Matt. Absolute disaster. He's their go-to guy. You know, that's. I would put that in the same level now as Kerry losing David Clifford. Um, so, and you know, funny, I had a good chat with Kieran Donaghy during the week and, you know, he, he was really looking forward to this game uh, this weekend. Obviously, you know, Armagh will be looking behind their shoulder as well and looking to see that they win the game to to um, 
to make sure that they hold on to their Division 1 status. And, you know, if you looked at the, the, the game against Galway, I know everyone was looking at the, the rugby last weekend. Um, it was on at the same time as the Armagh-Galway game. I was flicking in between both. But the one thing I noticed was, you know, Armagh, Armagh went ahead and they were, you know, but then they started making silly mistakes, kicking balls into the goalie's hands, uh, missed a goal opportunity, and allowed Galway back into the game. Um, so, you know, they'll be disappointed with, with their performance, and I think, like, they'll learn a lot from that game, you know, and from the other point of view, then, you've, you've Tyrone, who, since beating Kerry Bovanoma, they haven't looked back, and, you know, maybe it was just that, that game that they needed to get their mojo back, and I think that they've been flying since... This will be a great game. It's, 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 it's for me. It's the game of the weekend. And um, but just hearing that news, Matt, that's that's huge from an Armagh point of view. And you'd be giving Tyrone the, the just the edge here with that news. We'll have to teach you how to record one game to watch after the other match is finished, Mark. <laughs> um, Dick, what about your own Monaghan, who've been in Division One for so long, but who will have to win down in Mayo? Except, could it be this is the, exactly the right time to get Mayo because Mayo already qualified for the final and might be tempted to rest quite a few players in anticipation of that final next weekend? Yeah, and, and listen, we, we, you, you don't want to be sort of coming out as a, as a team or a county saying, you know, you want to be playing against a B team. And, 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 and but the reality is, Mon have had a tough tough league at times or playing of a thin deck at the minute and we're probably going to be down a few players going down to Mayo so in terms of getting results we need all the help that we get and you know you'd have to think I'd be very surprised now with the schedule that's in front of them and not just in the couple of weeks potentially uh, sorry not potentially uh, a Dashing League final a first round Connacht Championship and then a very busy summer schedule that Kevin McStay wouldn't be looking at this as an opportunity to give some of his players who performed really well from the likes of Aidan O'Shea um, Loftus, you know, Paddy Dorkin's coming back but, but these boys have to be managed and you'd be very surprised if he doesn't rest a few which would obviously be to Monaghan's advantage that being said no more so than their neighbours in Galway Mayo are looking like they're building a, a, quite a strong panel too so I, I don't think for one minute if, if Kevin McStay sort of runs the bench that that they're going to be massively weak and Monaghan still have a massive task to go down there okay. because they're weak in themselves, you know. Mark, do you have sympathy with Mayo's request to have the Division 1 final moved a day forward to the Saturday? Because that would have knock-on implications for the teams in the 3rd and 4th Division who are playing Championship the following week. Yeah, I do. I suppose, look, you have to, you have to back your own team and, and just focus on your own team. And from a Mayo point of view, I, I can see what they're, what they're doing. I'd do the same thing if I was in charge. But yeah, it's it's... It's obviously not fair on, on other teams. Um, but Kevin Surely McStay, there should be more than a week between the end of the National League and the start of the Championship. Uh, look, Matt, like that, again, you'd need a show itself to, 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 to talk about that because I'm completely against having just one week uh, break. And like you look then at last year and you look at, say, the, the Kerry team, they were after the National League, they were waiting six weeks between games you know, so it's it's looks something is wrong someplace. But having just one week between league and championship, it, it's all wrong. Okay, Dick, I just want to ask you briefly about in Division Two. Derry have come top and are in the final. It'll be against either Dublin or Louth. But the fact that Louth are there with a shot, how much does that say for the work that Mickey Hart has done to have Louth if they were to beat Dublin to get into the final against Derry? 
Ach, absolutely. And I was just reading, you know, an article during the week about young Kieran Byrne who burst his knee in the league, which was a massive player. So, and Samuel Roy that they hadn't haven't had as well. So, again, not getting the coverage. Whatever the ones unhappy that they're not getting, you know, highlighted on 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 the the, the Sunday game in the evenings. But just going about the work, and everyone's been talking about Derry at the top, and you know, me and and until there at the bottom fighting it out and loud in the middle, but just going about the business and. And again, it's a combination of Mickey Hart and what he brings, that sense of structure, organisation, consistency, and he's brought that to that team and they're obviously responding because obviously they, they struggled there for a number of years and they, you have to remember a very passionate traditional football county and they've obviously got him behind the team. You know, it was a big project there in terms of fundraising money for the new development of Dundalk. So thankfully, and I, I lived for a long time in Drogheda, I know a lot of good people involved in Loud football and it's great to see them sort of riding the crest of a wave. So hopefully it can continue on in the league and it can carry on into the summer and you know you have to give huge congratulations to Mickey the people involved in the football and the players because it's no easy task in terms of their neighbours around them so good luck to them Thank you very much Dick Clerken and Mark O'Shea for being with us we had Kieran Cunningham with us earlier The last word on sport on Today FM with Carlsberg official beer partner of the FAI probably the best partnership in the world get the facts be drink aware visit drinkaware.ie